just um discredited all of our leaders and killed some all of our leaders, bro. Yeah, so where we had no one to look at besides these imposters, I call them, <laughs> because they're sellouts, bro. Really, like, really, I'm talking about all these influencers, bro. Yeah, bro sellouts yeah, to our community. Them. It's a, it's, it's all a game, bro, and it's being executed. <laughs> At the highest level by the people who run it. Yep. And then the and people who are the players, they, they don't want to face that reality that they've been getting pimped yeah. for God knows how long. No different than a woman on the street getting pimped out for sex and coming back <laughs> while giving her money to the man. And he gives her back how much he <laughs> wants to give her. That's basically what... Dude, I, I, now don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm cool with paying taxes. I'm pretty sure you heard about it. You heard about uh, what happened to PNB? PNB Rock, yeah, he yeah. Got shot in that store for bro. his chain, bro. Like, and that that that's really what I wanted to like pick your brain about. Yeah. Because like when I'm I'm looking at that, I'm like, when I first saw it, I'm like, damn, that's messed up. Like his girl posted his location, and then they ran up on him. But that's just that's just at the service level. That's what it looked like. Yeah. But if you looked at it, the build up to it, this man was on Instagram Live beefing with gangbangers. He yeah. was talking about how nobody's gonna run up on him and snatch his chain. He's doing all this stuff, and you got all this money mm -hmm. that you could be using to like I don't know make more music or help people or whatever the case may be. Instead, mm -hmm. you buy. This this jewelry, and then you go on the internet flexing how nobody gonna take it from you. I feel like I'm not saying what she did was right in terms of revealing that location. I don't know why people do that. Yeah. I I if I'm gonna take a picture and I'm somewhere, I'm gonna say that mug to my camera roll and then post it when I get to yeah, the crib. You You're not gonna catch me out there. But like I feel like everybody had a part to play in that because if she posted that, but then he's on the internet talking all this stuff over some jewelry. And like just trying to still be like a gangbanger, even though he got all this money. I'm like, was it really worth it? And bro was only 30. Now he made it out longer than other rappers, but still 30 is not old at all. Yeah, he was still really in his prime, really. Yeah. And um, I heard he had just became independent. <sighs> and um, I'm gonna say the rapper lifestyle. It's not really um. It's not what it seems. Yeah. Like all the flexing they do on social media, it's really just to grab an audience. I mean, it's they're actors, bro, and like they get signed by these companies and they're basically used as puppets. So you may think that PNB yeah. Rock had all this money and he was flexing, but he really didn't have anything. And um, when these when you sign a label, they try to use that. They, they, you're basically a slave to them at that point, and they use you until they can't anymore and um i feel like when you try to go independent after you sign mm -hmm. and they like and once you sign you uh they still have like some rights to your music and shit especially if you don't own your masters and once they see they can make more money off your death than you being alive they're like well shoot this is this this is somewhat of a investment really it's crazy how the streams go up after these people mm -hmm. die do he be, like his song uh selfish yes was number one Right after the day after he died, it was the number one on the platform. It was number one on Apple Music, and I just find that real ironic. And it's the crazy, people who bro. own, people who uh, had a hand in that song or whatever, mm -hmm. they got paid a lot of money the day after he died. You know what yeah. I mean? Everything is based around money in this world, and it's sick. And um, that's another point I want to get at, bro. These influences, bro, especially uh, influences in the black 
community. Mm-hmm. They just they just guiding us in the wrong direction. Yeah, bro. And really, I feel like the black community is the only community that look at these influencers and celebrities as like gods or just leaders when they're not leaders at all. No, they're not. They're not whatsoever. It's like uh it's like we I feel like the black community is in this like revolving door where like kids grow up, they don't have real role models cuz their dads are out of the picture and or their their parents are not, you know, in a in a stable household or a stable relationship. So then they turn to somebody else. But can you blame them because they're kids, right? Yeah. But then when they grow up and they become aware, they're so ingrained in it that they have no interest mm-hmm. in, in, in looking somewhere else. And then the people who have made it, because they have so much money, they have no interest in trying to change the narrative. Because yeah. what's got them there has been to basically dilute the black community with poison. Yeah. Whether it's music, entertainment, whatever, because it sells. So even when they become aware that this stuff is bad for us, mm-hmm. they're going to double down on it because they're getting all this money. Yeah, and they honestly don't care. Like, the way an area... Say, like, Little Dirt. <laughs> yeah, <Dirt>. bro. <laughs> he, um... They get rich through the music. Mm-hmm. And they come up through gang violence. Like, shit, the streets violent out there, bro. It's, yeah, bro. It's really a war out there. Mm-hmm. And um, they come up right and they uh once they make it out these certain situations they just Mm want to flex and just show you like yeah i made it Mm -hmm. but they just going about it wrong bro i just feel like um excuse my language but they just shit on everybody else and they don't give back to their own communities like the block he came up from old block just Mm -hmm. got took back i just got uh what they call that but it was basically demolished. Like seriously, they took the buildings down, bro. Like you didn't, you couldn't even. Wow. You making all this money, but you're not even investing back into your own community, I mean, hoods, exactly the place that you made it out from, so other people can make it out too. Exactly, they made that mug like a tourist attraction, but put no money into renovating it to make it an actual like living space for people. It was just like people would like talk about it like it was Disneyland or something like that because they saw it in a song or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, you trying to go vacation to? Like a hood, yeah. Especially one that ain't even been touched up by the people who came from there. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, come on now, and it's, uh, it's just so blatant how it happens, but we just keep getting stuck in it. But you know, I want to get into. I wanted to get into this when I came on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything is just a strategic strategy to keep us in this never-ending cycle it is it's a it's a it's a game and they're winning and what i mean by that like if you really sit back and process and just see reality for what it is and look around black people i could just let me just try to paint a picture for you we're literally on a treadmill with tv screens around us with like vr glasses on our eyes and we're just jogging in place and what i mean jogging in place we're working these jobs and being a slave mm-hmm. and the TVs are showing like temporary desires that we put our money into. Yeah. And um do you know black people we own less than 1% of all the land in America? I believe it. <laughs> and it drastically went down like in the 1900s this you this blew my mind. We owned more land in the 1900s than we do now, bro. Seriously? Yeah. And I was reading up on it, and it was like um, white people, they strategically um, 
bullied and lynched and just threatened to kill our farmers mm-hmm. to give up their land. And, you know, in the 1900s, yeah. they didn't care. They weren't yeah. going to do anything exactly. about that then. Yeah, the of course didn't not. Care. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that was one of their strategic strategies. Like, think about this. Black people, we don't manufacture anything. No. We don't own any land. We have no control over our own future. Basically, yeah. Dude. So what I feel like what happens is we were once slaves and they've integrated us into a, into their society. But when I say integrated, it's really manipulation because they have us living amongst them like we're equal. Mm-hmm. Even though we have the same amount of freedom now, but manipulation, it that goes a long way. Yeah. I believe in um, cause and effect. If you know if you do this certain thing or put people in a certain situation to breed these kinds of people, you're still at fault, bro. Exactly, yeah. And uh, they have us living amongst them as we're equals when we're really not because they manipulate us, even in the Lil Durk situation. Yeah. I saw a picture of him wearing, um, like on social media, mm. they post pictures in all these all this designer yeah and of course it's endorsements but they pay him for his image to reach our people because we look up to them as gods yeah so to reach our people they put they dress them the influencers in their clothes to make them to make them more richer if that makes sense yeah and that's really what they do with a lot of stuff black people we are really like a sleeping giant if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and um what's crazy is we own less than one percent of all the land in america we're only 13% of America, but yeah. yet we're the number one consumer. So that means... Which is crazy, bro. Dude, crazy. Crazy, We're bro. number one consumer. So that means we are constantly fed through the media, of course, just temporary material. Yeah. yeah. And um, black people, we feel... We feel so low and we feel so um we feel so worthless as a whole mm-hmm. that when we do buy these material things, it makes us feel better. It makes us feel like we did something. Yeah. Oh, he got a Benz. Oh, he's wearing Mark Jacobs. Oh, he has on a mirror jeans. Exactly. He has on designer. <laughs> yeah. He's really doing something when the rich billionaires, they don't give a fuck about that shit. Yeah, exactly, bro. Straight up. And I bro, I'm I'm so serious. Like what you're saying is literally the epitome of what I've tried to do for the past year and a half is to make that known. But the issue is that like you you ever been in a position where you like uh you like had a spending problem. Like you would just get paid, you would spend your money. That wouldn't make you want to look at your bank account because you don't want to see the ugly of all these transactions leaving that mug. Yep. That's basically how I view the black community in the sense that we we got so much ugly and i don't say that in a negative connotation or i i I mean it kind of does sound negative but our people are not ugly that's not what i'm saying because i know people like to take that out of context there's so much stuff that we do as a result of just like decades and decades of us being manipulated right that is it's ingrained in us yeah so yeah that part of it is ugly but we do it so much we don't want to look at it and come face to face with it but that's the only way to grow from it mm-hmm. so like uh it's funny because i got a i got an email uh yesterday calling me a bigot <laughs> <laughs> bigotry fascist racist they don't like what you post huh yeah bro. <laughs> so i'm like um so i'm <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm, I, I was like doing homework and I, I got a notification on my phone. I'm like, I'm like, what the? <laughs> I'm like, I had a double back real quick. I'm like, I'm like, what do you say me for? And I'm like, if you look at what it is that I'm saying, it comes off as harsh. But that's because the coddling doesn't work. If you, if you like try to like be real, like aware of people's feelings in a sense, it goes over their head. Yeah. So, but what I've noticed is that when black people do try to come up and, and speak out against, like, basically the culture that we tolerate, that has kind of put us in this trap. Yeah. They're called bigots. They're, they're called Uncle Toms. They're called sellouts because they're defending the white man or whatever the case yeah. may be. And I'm like... They don't want to be held accountable. Exactly. And that's the first step to getting out of this stuff is you... People have to realize that they can have more for themselves. Yeah. Black people can't have more for themselves. Yeah, we most like, definitely can. Exactly. Dude, it, if we're the number one consumer, we spend trillions on bullshit every year. So we got the freaking Funds. money coming in to be able to, but we just put it in the wrong places because we've been manipulated for so long. Yeah. So coming face to face with that ugly, you can then accept the fact that, yes, it's a reality. But now we can take the steps to move forward and get better. But we can't do that. If you have black people, because black, the black community has very little to no leaders, yeah. athletes, freaking let, music let artists. Me, let me let me speak on that actually. Um, so back in like the 1900s, when we did have a lot of leaders, um, good leaders out there. I'm yeah. talking Malcolm X, yeah. Muhammad Ali. I'm talking Martin Luther King. Yeah, of course. It was like I was reading about this. Um, so that was like. Some documents in the FBI library or whatever, mm. where it said they strategically watched and surveillance and just um discredited all of our leaders and killed some all of our leaders, bro. Yeah, so where we had no one to look at besides these imposters, I call them, <laughs> because they're sellouts, bro. Really, like. Really, I'm talking about all these influencers. Bro. Yeah, they're bro. sellouts to our community. Them. They all of them. They, bro. they literally. They don't know the influence they have, so I can't really hold them accountable. But my definition of sell your soul is you let these white companies who are already rich mm -hmm. pay you to put clothes on you to reach your influence, which is the same color as you, of course, most of the time. I'm talking to like mm -hmm. reach your followers, basically, and they know. Whatever you wear, your followers are going to do, bro. So they're going to go buy that same shit you buying. And that shit's expensive as hell. Exactly. That's why we're the number one consumer because we're, we are, we are investing money into these already rich white mm -hmm. brands, making them richer, bro. Yeah. When you can be wearing black owned businesses, clothing yeah. and stuff like that and just or you just simply wear your own clothing, bro. I mean, That's how go I go to Walmart, bro. Yeah, bro. Like it, like who cares? Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, like it, it's so crazy because I I look at like some of these influencers and I when I call them out, it ain't necessarily because I dislike them, but yeah. I don't approve of like how they go about their business. LeBron James is one. I love love LeBron James as a player. But the amount of times that I've heard that man talk about oppression and this and that, and then the next commercial I see is of AT&T. He's on an AT&T commercial right now. Yep. Guarantee you AT&T is probably ran money. by a white person, if I'm not mistaken. 
and they got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. He was doing a commercial for this like massage gun or something like that. Really, really expensive piece of machinery. Yeah. I looked up who the owner was. He's ran by a white man. So I'm like, I'm like, you got to understand that. And this is this is what I this is what I'm saying. And this is where all the bigot and racist and all this stuff comes from. All this stuff about racism, about homophobia, about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it don't exist, but it's a distraction. Yeah. It is. It's it's a distraction because if they really felt that way, they wouldn't support these companies that are ran by white people. Mm-hmm. If they really thought that America was so racist and so oppressive, they wouldn't be taking the white man's money. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be uh, promoting these businesses that are ran by white people. They wouldn't be doing that. But think about it. It goes back to what we said earlier. It's the way we're it's the way we're bred. They put yeah. us in these situations where they think where we think money is everything when money is not, bro. Yeah. And they know that. Look at Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter <laughs> was a was a social justice organization turned into a corporation. The amount of money that has been donated to them and the amount of money that they've taken and went and bought houses in white neighborhoods. The, the leaders of the freaking Black Lives Matter movement. I, I don't even like calling it a movement because it's a business. Mm-hmm. They have taken the money and they have moved to white neighborhoods. Why is that? They're not going to freaking Inglewood. They're not going to. They're not going to Compton. They're not going in. No, they're going to. They're going wherever the whitest place is because mm-hmm. they got the best houses, the best neighborhoods, all this stuff like that. Rappers. They're not sending their kids to public school. They're sending them to private school. But yeah. then they're going to rap and go to the city real quick for a quick video. Then they're going to go back to their $2 million mansion. And we're all here consuming it. Like, they really care about us. And they just want to put us on game and what's the coolest stuff and all this stuff like that. It's absolutely not. And once you recognize that all of this stuff is just a distraction to keep you in that, like, in that that cycle once you realize that then you're free that don't mean Mm. you're gonna be like up here financially immediately but at least you got the 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 peace of mind and you got the clarity to know that you can now move really however you want to because you're not a slave to that bro i can't tell you the last time i didn't bought a pair of shoes bro dude these about three years old right here on my feet same bro these (laughs) mugs i didn't just kept them clean bro got them and then just kept them clean i'm like because like that stuff really don't matter. Don't matter at all, and they make it seem like it do. See, let me go back to this fact. Like when we do have leaders that come up, and they start speaking the right language, you know what I mean, yeah. and waking everybody up. Cause like I said, the black people as a black people as a whole were like a sleeping giant, bro. Yeah. They strategically take them out. Yeah. With our own people to where we see that and we're like, oh shit, we're killing ourselves. I mean, I thought black lives really did matter. It don't. It don't matter to you. Like, let me just give, for instance, Nipsey Hussle. Dude, great influencer. Like, he was the one. He was telling our people, stay independent. Don't sign with these labels. He was the people telling them people, wear your own clothes. He was bringing gang. He was changing gang culture where it originated at. He was changing Crips and the Bloods. He he brought them together. Him and YG were doing songs together and shit. I mean, straight up. He was doing so much stuff for the community. And he, he owned... He owned he owned a store in his own community that he came up in. Yeah, he was bro, one of Nipsey Hussle was one of them bro. ones, and he died in front of that same store. Yes, bro. And um, I don't I don't know what really happened to him, but from my point of view and my perspective, anybody who decodes the matrix and figures things out and learns how to become rich and they try to wake anybody else up, they strategically get taken out. Yeah. And 
anybody forming unity. They can't have that because once you form unity, you become strong. And black people, we don't have any unity now. That's why no, we hate each we're other. We're so dis- dispersed now, and we mm-hmm. don't have any con- control over ourselves because we don't have unity. And once we have unity, they look at us like a threat, exactly. like they did in the 1960s. You yeah, know what bro. I mean? straight up. Once we have once we have control over ourselves, we become a threat. And really, bro, I be thinking like, yeah, we live in America, but like we say, none of this really matters. Yeah, we uh live in America and we follow these rules, but why? Because we have to. Why is that? Oh, because it's written on a piece of paper. That piece of paper doesn't matter. Really, the Constitution. And, and in my eyes, bro, the Constitution is really, really something that wasn't even made for us, especially with all the amendments and shit. We mm-hmm. got to have an amendment to I mean, protect our rights. If we're already citizens, why do we need amendments to protect our rights? That is so wild. So in my eyes, we're still slaves. So let me put it like this. White people, they have a unity. They move as one. Mm-hmm. We don't. That's the biggest difference. And when you move as one, what I mean, they have all these institutions. They have military. Mm-hmm. They have... They they manufacture things. They have land. Yeah. They have <laughs> it's so many things they have. They have institutions to fund their business businesses and all that type of thing. Exactly, you know what yeah. I mean? We don't have that, so we have no control or just no way of really protecting what we own or what we go out and get. If you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And it's hard to it's hard to make that because like I, it's hard to form that unity within the black community because like I said earlier. Anytime you try to step outside the bounds, now you're a sellout. Mm-hmm. When as me as a black person, I'm not a fan of the culture that we tolerate today. No, not I'm not. But you say that and you're a sellout. And me saying that I'm trying to I'm trying to open my eyes to what's better out there. And then hopefully other black people see that we don't have to be we don't like even though the people who made it they're still being controlled to kind of move us in a certain direction. We don't have to do that, right? We don't have to consume this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's just we, I don't know, maybe we just feel like there's there's nothing else to do, right? We can't amass that. So, it, I mean, we'll just we'll just be fine just buying the jeans or, or, or mm-hmm. watching the videos or, or buying the CD like or the tape. Not CDs. CDs don't exist anymore. Uh, but buying the records and doing all this stuff like that. Because we don't see more for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, and that's un, that's unfortunate. But that's yeah. the culture that we tolerate. Even within the music itself, it's all about killing and selling dope. The men who are rapping are degrading women. The women who are rapping are not only now degrading themselves, but degrading men as well. We Men don't need women. Women don't need men. Black people just hate each other. But we only care about each other when a white person do yeah. something to us. And think about this, bro. I be thinking real deep. Like, I think the only reason they do that is because they're told to. Like I say, these influencers, they're actors. They're nothing but puppets. Yeah. Like, when you sign a deal with these labels and they pay you all this money, well, money that I think they pay them. (laughs) Yeah. They they tell them what they can and cannot do because that's inside the contract. And we're going to tell you what you can and cannot drop. We're going to tell you what you can and cannot say. We're going to... We're going to tell you what kind of music you can put out. And all these labels are mostly owned by white people, bro. Yeah. So we signed to the white man. 
Basically. And he tells us what we can and cannot say to our people when we have the influence. So we have no leader. We have no real leader. That's why it's still the same way. And we're letting the white man tell us what music we can listen to because once that goes in our ear, in my opinion, bro, I don't care what nobody say. Music is spiritual. Yeah, it is. Like, it is, bro. You're not even lying, bro. Like when you listen to a song and it touches your soul, the wrong shit is touching our soul right now. Yeah, man. And that's the thing too. It it is so the design of the like the world is crazy mm-hmm. and how stuff goes about it. And like if you look at my playlist, and I get like I said, I have to preface what I'm saying is not a knock on the black community, but I mean it's just I'm just being real. You look at my playlist, it's the whitest music you ever find ever, simply because. Like maybe around like 2020 when the pandemic hit, I just kind of reevaluated my life because that was a, I feel like that was a hard year for everybody. Like I'm inside all the time and I'm like, um, by myself and whatnot. So then I just started to think and I just felt really really bad that year and I just did some self reflection and just wonder like why do I feel like this? Like I already know what the world circumstances are, but now that I got time to myself, I don't like myself for real. Mm-hmm. A lot of it had to do with what I was putting into my freaking head. Yeah. So I'm I'm listening to the like it even comes down to the music. I'll be in my car and I'm listening to my playlist and it's just the same stuff every single time. Mm-hmm. And Back I'm like, bed. bro, I, I just purged my entire playlist and I didn't purposefully just put a whole bunch of white people on my playlist just to spite the black artists I'd already had on there. I just would listen to a song that just so happened to be made by a white person. And I'm like, bro, I feel like I'm running through a uh, a bed full of flowers and like smelling roses and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, but then I turn on like some, like not not all black artists like yeah, that's not what yeah we're saying, exactly but we're talking yeah about yeah because we mostly of them exactly most in of the them general are. sense yeah. yeah like because I got black artists on my playlist yeah. that you know that talk about some real yeah. stuff that I that I love but in the general sense I had to purge a lot of the black artists on my playlist because they all were talking about the same stuff just in a different way but it was all vulgar and it was all coming into my head and i just felt horrible i didn't feel right and Mm. i'm like it's crazy that that's what we tolerate we think we think that that's okay i'm like all these songs that's coming out i still don't know what a munch is yeah what the hell is a munch dude i don't know what is what is um what is p (laughs) i don't know i still don't know what what is gonna what is that? What is? <laughs> Please P? tell me, bro. Bro, I saw LeBron talking about that. He's like, he, you know, LeBron got some show on uh, HBO called The Shop, yeah. and he was on that mug talking about. I guess somebody said something. He's like, ha, ha that's pushing P. I'm like, LeBron, do you even know what that means, bro? Like, what does that mean? You tell me. Because I don't fucking know what it means, but it, but the shit sounds so good, and I know it's a vibe, so I'm pushing P. <laughs> I don't Man. know what that means, but everybody walking around. In a ski mask, talking about they pushing P. Yeah. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? They got this man Shiesty. He influenced that. Yes, See, bro. Got I mean. Everybody so got a ski go, mask on. Let me bro. go back to the music, man. See what the music. The music literally programs us to think in certain ways, and. Once you open your eyes and see that, like to say, you had the time to sit with yourself, and you say you don't like yourself, and you, your soul. And your soul, it started resonating to you like, like, damn, this music, it's not it. Because mm-hmm. you had time to see that. But the music programs us to think in certain ways. And say, say if you had a child, right? And of course, 
you are your child's role model or influence mm-hmm. and they're gonna follow everything that you do and you have a child and uh, of course you got to take them places right around with them and every time you ride around with them you're listening to that type of music i mean you're you're involuntarily programming your child to think in certain ways before they even have a chance to block it out yeah and yeah kids don't even got a chance mm-mm. it's like they they are so programmed and i'm like even now everything is on they're in their phones by the time they're two mm-hmm. just collecting information but let me let me go back to this um number one consumer thing we're 13 percent of america yet we're the number one consumer in america that makes you want to throw Do up that, that just sounds crazy we're literally on a plantation bro yeah. we're slaves just pouring and dumping money into their institutions like i feel like to get out of this, we have to play their game the right way, bro. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, we have to literally take accountability for what we're doing. Like, dude, we got people who had, we got scammers who <laughs> got PPP loans for $20,000. Yeah, bro. And you know what they did with it? Gave it right back to the white man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> After they got it from them, they spend, <laughs> spent all that money on clothing and stuff. When they Imagine if all that PPP money was put into our communities and hoods that mm-hmm. you say you claim that nobody owns you nobody own none of your family owns that house that you live on yet you're willing to die for that street exactly which is crazy and but the sad part about it is slavery 200 years ago <laughs> if you tried to escape it you got killed because like they saw you running away from that mug and they chased after you mm-hmm. now as a collective if we escape this mental and economic slavery, we have technically we have a choice. Now, mm-hmm. the unfortunate part back in like the 20th century is that if one person did try to rise up, they would take them out. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if somebody tries to rise up, they'll cancel you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you heard of Andrew Tate? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Now, everybody wanted to Dude. claim him as a misogynist, which I'm not saying I agree with everything he said. No. But, but if you look at a lot of the videos that he did make, it was about how to get out of this matrix and how to how to ascend to be a better version of yourself. They cancel him on every platform over the span of a weekend and try to label him a misogynist Think about as a like a poster child for they, it. They discredit him. They discredited him strategically. Yes. Because he was speaking about things that they didn't want getting out. And now anybody who didn't listen to Andrew Tate won't go listen to him now because they view him as this misogynist. Yeah. Like why (laughs) would they ban him on Instagram? If you go to his Instagram, all it is is cars, money, boats. How's that break in terms of service? How does that call for a ban? It don't. But if you ban him over the course of a weekend on all platforms, nobody's gonna look into that. They're gonna be like, dang, bro is a real misogynist, he needs to be gone. Mm-hmm. They're not even going to question it. Think about that. No one questioned why this man was banned on Instagram, on Twitter, where he barely posts. This man was banned on Uber. He was banned from Airbnb. He was banned. He was taken away from his bank. He had to switch banks. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, it is in our face that is happening, where someone has gained so much popularity by like talking about how you escaped this whole thing and how you become your own person. Mm-hmm. Now, in the black community, like I said, the benefit that we have is the solidarity 
when it comes to white people blatantly coming after us, so to speak. Like, mm. if there's blatant police brutality, black people band together like it's nobody's business. That's, that's but then that, that goes away mm-hmm. the next day when the story not hot anymore. And yeah. then we just go back to killing each other. Yeah. Imagine if we had that unity in terms All of trying to get away from this economic yeah. and mental slavery. Let me go back to this real quick. Um, So... You know, I said we were making trillions and shit. Mm. I was, and I say how we got to play our game to make it out. So instead of investing all our trillions of dollars because we're the number one consumer back into them, we can invest it back into us by creating non-for-profit organizations that the government has to fund because rich, rich people, the way they get out of taxes is by funding these non-for-profit organizations yeah. and we're the normal consumer and we pay we basically fund these rich and white companies and brands and keep them alive but they're not funding back into our community they're funding back into their non-for-profit mm-hmm. organizations and businesses so what we have to do we have to create our own so we can fund our own you know what i mean yeah and so they can fund ours too because if we're spending trillions into them and they invest back into our not-for-profit organizations for our community to clean the communities up mm-hmm. well, that's a form of like investing back into ourselves if you if you get what i mean yeah i don't know and i feel like what the average not average and i won't say that what a black kid what he grows up seeing vacant houses um just trash on the streets mm-hmm. um just just nasty yeah compared to what the white kid sees when he grows up is a whole different kind of consciousness exactly yeah, it'll put you in a whole different state of mind because when when a black when you take that black kid and let him ride through where the white kid mm-hmm. grew up he's gonna be like oh these are some nice houses mm-hmm. oh i've never been out been somewhere like this before and the white kid's gonna say the same thing but it, they're just on different side of this different sides of a perspective if you know what i mean yeah and that that plays a lot because that black kid he's gonna grow up feeling worthless exactly and it's unfortunate because and this is this is where i start to feel bad for white people i feel like the average white person they get blamed they get vilified for being white (laughs) half the people in this country just kind of they just kind of mosey through life they're not focused on the matrix and trying they wake up they go to work they come home and then they go to sleep they live the american dream exactly and as a result i feel like and this is what i say about black this is when black people band together black people either band together to demonize the average white person for being white or they band together to demonize the average black person for trying to tell them that hey this ain't it yeah and it's unfortunate for white people because like like for a lot of like i I've known a lot of white people. Half my family's white. There are good white people out there. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I know that that's news to a lot of people, but there are. Like, yeah, not all are. white people are bad. So yeah. it's unfortunate that Especially we now live in a country where, like, it is it is almost like a crime to to, to be white in certain cases. Mm-hmm. You can't say nothing. Can't say you can't move <laughs> any kind of way you nah, want it's, anymore it's, because you, like, because you're racist or this or that. And I'm like... That is not, like, this is such a weird country because nobody cares about equality. I said it in the last episode I made. This country is playing a weird game mm-hmm. where white people were here. And now black people, and not all, I always have to do this because I'm not making blanket statements in the general sense. Black people are trying to flip 
flip it mm-hmm. in a way that they can and yeah. or in a way that we can mm-hmm. and uh, and what i've noticed is that that speech black people could say anything that they want i could say anything i want i could say I can say whatever I want. <laughs> a white person can't come in here and say anything that they want. Almost like he's the one that's oppressed, huh? Yeah, exactly. And that's what starts it all. Once you once you lose this, then they they got you, mm-hmm. right? So I I don't even think we are. No one is interested, or very little people, or very few people are interested in getting us here. Mm-hmm. People are interested in flipping that mug. Yeah, so it was your turn. Now, now it's our turn and you're going to feel what I feel. But you want to know what the crazy part is, is that we are kidding ourselves when we think that we've got it. Mm-hmm. Because when white people were the, the the top dog, if you will, in this country, they had everything. Yep. All we got yeah. is to ensure that a white person don't say the N-word. We got Juneteenth and, and white people got to kind of, you know, they kind of got to celebrate us on that day and then we're good. Mm-hmm. So we've been we've been so desensitized to thinking that we can have more for ourselves that we see it as wins when we get white people to not be able to say the n-word or we get juneteenth as a holiday or we get black black history month as the shortest month of the year and once a year and then the rest of the year we're talking about what is technically white history but all history is american history in this country but we don't see it that way this is what we get excited about And we try to say that exactly, and we try to that's insulting, bro. bro, There's no white history month, but that's because they see white history as just American history. Black history is a separate, but we put it in the shortest month of the year, so we get these little wins, and it holds us over. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, like we kid ourselves, because yeah, white people can't say anything they want. Black people, we can we can say anything that we. I promise you, we can say anything that we want whatsoever. Did you see what happened to Anthony Edwards? (laughs) Anthony Edwards, no, what happened to him? So I made a video about it, uh, I think like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Edwards, he went on Instagram and he filmed some gay dudes. And he was like, look at these. And and posted it. And then he got fined $40,000. Oh, he, he got fined for it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else. Look at my man. If he would, go ahead, go ahead. But that's the thing. I literally going where you went. I've said that before. What if a white man said it? And then people would come at, oh, that's a hypothetical. You don't really know. No, Myers yeah. Leonard. You remember you you know who Myers Leonard is? Yeah, bro. He got he was on the uh, Trailblazers. Yeah, and then he got he went to the Heat. So when he was on the Heat last April, mm-hmm. he was playing Call of Duty on a live stream. Yeah, and he got shot at in the game, and he called the player who shot at him a. <laughs> I've never heard the word kike before. I don't even before. know what that is. <laughs> Apparently, it's a racial. It's a Jewish slur, not a racial slur. It's a it's a slur for Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Immediately after he said it. He got a phone call, which I believe was like somebody close to him letting him know that he messed up. He immediately got off the live stream. He was fined $50,000 by the NBA. He was forced to attend cultural and diversity training. He got uh, suspended from the Miami Heat for one week. He got traded from the Miami Heat because they felt like he wasn't a good fit for the locker room anymore. Mm -hmm. And then he got cut from the team he went to, which was the OKC Thunder, because obviously they felt like he wasn't a good fit for the locker room anymore. All of that happened within the span of a week because this white man said one slur. Mm -hmm. Technically, Anthony Edwards said two slurs. He said queer, and then he said the N-word. They only focused on queer, but he said the N-word as well. he was actually recording something. And he recorded it, could have reviewed it. You know, we play games before. You say something on the game because something unfavorable happens, and some slips out. Yeah. Don't mean you're anti-Semitic. Yeah, doesn't you're mean you're racist. Game, exactly. Not that don't make it right, but that 
allows you to like bestow grace upon him because you know what the situation is. Yeah. This man, Anthony Edwards, got fined $10,000 less, and all he had to do was issue an apology. He's playing preseason basketball right now. So, black people, we have gotten the white people to, to the point where they can't say nothing. Mm-hmm. But we think that that is a win. Number one, it's not because that's just playing tit for tat. Mm-hmm. Number two, when you look at it, as you keep saying, we we still give to them like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And we don't even realize it, but they do. <laughs> Dude, the average black kid grows up thinking he's going to make it to the NBA. That's what I thought. I thought it was LeBron. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I really believed I I'm was so going to be. Bro. I really believed I was going to be like the Kyrie in the NBA. I did too, bro. At five foot nine. Seconds on the clock. I'm playing basketball. Yes, bro. I bro, I was five foot seven. I didn't even crack a hundred pounds till my junior year. And there's millions of other kids believing in the same dream. And you think if you work harder than the next, it's, you're gonna make it, which is not the case because mm-hmm. it's really about who you know and that shit. I mean, it's really about who you know and everything. Really. These dudes are McDonald's All Americans at 15. <laughs> How's that possible? Don't even make sense, do it. How's that possible? <laughs> So I'm like knowing college coaches already and, and they're not even in high school yet. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. Bro, I I didn't seen so many middle schoolers with like like scholarship looks. Yeah. Like I that's one of the reasons I had to get off Instagram. Cause I'm like looking at Baller's life and they'll be like Imani Bates, six foot seven, twelve year old with eighty seven <laughs> division one scholarships. Yeah. I'm like, bro, what am I doing with my life? But then I'm like is that even like yeah. realistic? Like, there's some, there's gotta be something that I'm missing right there. I'm like, there's no way. Dude, life is not fair. Everybody don't get the same chance. Mm-hmm. Everybody is not dealt the same cards, mm-hmm. and that's really the sad thing about it. And um, what's crazy is everything you said about um, everything you said about what was what's the name Anthony Edwards. Yeah, if you say that to. <laughs> So a lot of people, a lot of black people, they're gonna be offended by that. Oh, that's that's the and, email that I got. Uh, Called me a bigot because it was on that video. And what's crazy is they don't even really care what the truth is anymore. And that's what kind of scares me. They don't really care. <laughs> they don't really care like about logic or facts. <laughs> They don't look at what's really happening. They just, uh-huh. okay, he said this. We're going to get him canceled because he's white. Yeah. Wow. You did something, bro. Exactly. Like, congratulations. <laughs> You're still in the exact same position that you were before no, he got real. canceled. But I feel like another reason that we're continuing to stay in these um, never-ending, revolving cycles of just pain and suffering is because Everybody want like I said, like I said earlier, everybody want to step on somebody else, and that's really the wrong way to go about life. And like I was saying earlier, um, the older you get, you see that the money doesn't really matter. Yeah, it don't. People think that material things is what matter. That's what they got us believing, mm-hmm. and we got to get people out of that mind state. And it's it's not gonna be easy. Because that's their lifestyle. Yeah. Buy expensive clothes and go club for the weekend or the whole week. I mean. And that's partying. Drinking your life away. Putting those toxic. Dude, you want to know what's crazy? There's a liquor store down there on every. Yes, bro. <laughs> in the black corner. It's a liquor store. It's a Boost Mobile and it's an abandoned church. <laughs> and a Popeye's chicken, bro. Mm-hmm. Everywhere, bro. And I'm like, like, it's, it's so blatant. Like how. 
how the programming is. Like, we don't even see it. Like, Popeye's chicken is, it tastes good, but that stuff is so bad for you, bro. Yeah. It's not good for you. But, like... Program to eat that shit, huh? Yeah, but then I'm like... it. It's so crazy because, like, something will happen in the world. And people will be like... They'll be like, um... Well... Like some new disease will come out. Let's just say hypothetically that something happened in 2020 and some came from China and it got here. I'm not yeah. saying it did happen, but let's just say it did. And somehow, some way, the whole country got shut down. I don't know. That's just speculation. <laughs> yeah. But it'll get here and they'll be like, well, it's two times as more likely to affect black people or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what? Is it racist now? Uh, or funny. maybe is it that common knowledge is if you are out of shape or overweight or have pre-existing health conditions <laughs> or eat then, certain things exactly then maybe you're at a higher risk and maybe it looks like that because there's a Popeyes and a churches on every single street mm-hmm. corner in the black community Pretty and yes maybe that was perpetuated by the white man but we sure as hell don't care cuz the lines are full do you know that one Popeyes is by the up there but dude, there is a Popeyes by the yeah. yeah, what, yeah they had no. to put a barricade into the entrance of the par- of like the drive through yeah, because so people, people would go. be in lines out onto the street mm-hmm. and it was holding up traffic. Yes, that's insane. Yeah. Clearly, we don't care because we keep going. We yeah. don't care that the white man freaking put that there. Like, I wonder who owns. Who's the owner of Popeyes? I'm about to look it up right now. I bet you a billion dollars. It's a white, white man. man. <laughs> yeah. And we spend, we go there every day. They had to put a barricade, bro. A barricade on the freaking entrance to the parking lot. All right, it's too much to read right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't give me what answer, so I'm like, all right, we just got to I just put it up. And yeah, because yeah. we on here right now. But I mean, we, we can get into that later, though. Yeah. Next time I come back, we're going to add effects. I mean. But, uh, <laughs> but it's crazy, bro. Like, that's insane. So I'm like. Here, here, and here's the deal. And this is what I've told any black person that I've talked to is any time that I'm talking about this stuff, it's not because I just, I just revel and I just take pride and joy in just digging into the community that I represent. Mm-hmm. I'm a black person. Why, why would I want to sit up there and dog black people? Yeah. But I am not white. Therefore, what I do is a representation of the black community. Yeah. Therefore, what I speak is on behalf of black people. Mm-hmm. I understand what white people have done, and I understand what some white people are still doing today. I'm only responsible for me and what I can influence the black yeah. community to do. <laughs> if we take accountability for ourselves, yes, they might put a Popeye's on every street corner. Don't mean we got to eat it. Yeah, That's taking accountability. Mm-hmm. That's saying, hey, we see what y'all are doing. We don't have to be down with it. Yeah. right? And then also recognizing what's going on. That's those white people. The white lady, Jane, who lives next door to you, she didn't put that Popeye's there. So there's no reason for you to demonize her because she's white. She, she, she's just minding her own business. But that dude up there, y'all, like, it, it, like oblivious to it. This just came to my mind. It's kind of like somewhat off topic, but like um, I've been seeing a lot more black-owned restaurants now. And people are saying go support them. Black people, we don't manuf- manufacture anything, so where are they getting their product? You know what I mean? Just yeah. because they say it's black-owned. Just because when you walk in there, it's a black person at the yeah. counter. <laughs> it's a black general manager of a yeah. black person <laughs> that owns the place. Where is he getting his product from? Yeah. Oh, is it still black-owned then? Yeah, you exactly. don't manufacture your own goods. Even even black clothing lines. We don't manufacture any cotton that I know of here in the United States. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. you're, you're getting your stuff from probably I don't know China or somewhere. Who knows where you get your stuff from? But black people, we don't manufacture anything like that. No, they don't. Freaking, uh, it's so funny anytime like LeBron has gotten into like beef or something like that, and everybody getting on him for his shoes. Yeah, I'm like, you got people over there and freaking. <laughs> china or taiwan or something like that putting these lebron 20s together for like 75 cents an hour look at this picture bro this was the this is the endorsement i keep talking about with uh Lil dirt mark <laughs> they literally dressed this man up as mark jacobs <laughs> from mark head jacobs to toe is bro the, is the brand he's a white man he owns it yeah they literally dressed him up in his clothes because mark jacobs his face yeah. They didn't even show his tattoos or anything. Yeah. They just got his face in there. Mark that's, Jacobs wasn't going to put them clothes on and take a picture because no. nobody would have cared. That's literally the definition of selling your soul right there, bro. Yeah. Just to reach our people with his influence. Because ain't no people going to buy that stuff. Yeah, bro. They gonna and go. it's expensive as hell. Bro, Mark Jacobs, bro. I keep seeing girls with this tote bag, the <laughs> Mark Jacobs tote bag. I'm like, you realize you could have went to to the Dollar Tree. And got a bag was, that could have put your stuff in yeah. it. It was crazy. All the all the white brands that they uh wear, like Michael Meary. That's the guy's name, bro. Yeah. Like you wearing Larry, somebody's name, bro. Yeah. Straight up. Like like he damn near like you're wearing his name and symbol like he owns you or something. Mm. This shirt, bro, is plain. It ain't plain got nobody's name team, on bro. it, bro. Uh. <laughs> Straight up. And I'm like I'm like that's like you don't gotta go to that extreme, but like it's nah, always you know, bro. bro, it's always something new. Bro, That's why like, do it have to be that expensive to reach our people? Bro, like straight up. They 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 we're literally we're literally being pimped out for everything we Yes, get, bro. bro. Straight up. Straight they up. They give us fifteen dollars an hour and time is money and time is very valuable. You could be spending time with your people, but they give us fifteen dollars an hour. Think about that, bro. <laughs> Black people, we spend 60 years working to constantly buy stuff we don't need. Yeah. And then we get to retire when we're not capable of doing nothing. Because by that time, you didn't ate so much Popeyes. You got diabetes. Yeah. And you got an amputated leg. Dying and you got to take eight, insulin. It attack. is insane how... But then that's the thing, too. And when I say impressive, I'm not saying that as a positive. I'm, I'm just saying it's impressive how effective the plan has worked mm -hmm. how effective we have it has been they have been at controlling us basically they, they they couldn't do it then because it got abolished in 1865 then it went to the prison system where we're gonna arrest you for jaywalking and then we're gonna make you work for us so that you can recover our economy because that's yeah. all it was everything's money Slavery, while people want to talk about how horrible it was in a humanitarian sense, of course it was, but slavery was an economic thing. You mm -hmm. you, you put people on plantations, they work for free. Slave owners, they don't got to pay them nothing. So they get they reap the 100% profit from anything that is produced. That got abolished, derailed the South's economy. You have the prison system now. Where, like I said, they'll arrest you for jaywalking. They'll arrest you for looking at somebody funny. They're gonna arrest you for anything. Exactly, and and then they'll put you in prison. And when you're in prison, you got to do what they say mm -hmm. because you don't have a choice. Really. Exactly, because in the Thirteenth Amendment, as you said earlier, they made an amendment for black people to be free. But in the Thirteenth Amendment, it says that basically it's illegal to enslave someone unless you have been convicted of a crime mm -hmm. and you are in prison. 
that's the loophole, so to speak. So they just start arresting black people for the pettiest stuff ever. They get them back in there. Then once that gets addressed, now it's Jim Crow. You got uh, laws in society that openly discriminate against black people. Black people break those rules. Technically, they just broke the law, even though it's unlawful to discriminate. They put them back in those systems. Now that the civil rights movement happened and that has been fought off and that's no longer tolerated, now it is just... it, It is... It's so under the rug, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally right here. That's what's happening to us, yeah. right here. And then when a black person finally sees the light and they try to they try to wait, tell other wait, black wait, people, wait, all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. And once again, we just all hate each other. Yeah. They can, we, can't be the, we can't be united Mm-mm. because, I mean, that, that's our fault. Yep, and the people who, the people who do have the influence, they they're not even controlling their own lives. Yeah. They're controlled by, <laughs> they're controlled by um, labels. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this, bro. Um, I'm gonna say this so people don't get me wrong. I love America, but I don't like the government because oh no, yeah, at the I end feel. Of the day, they're the ones who are controlling the narrative, and yeah. they view us as a threat mm-hmm. as long as. As long as we're trying to better our communities and better ourselves, I'm going to say black power, mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as we're trying to better ourselves, we're a threat to them. And that's why I go about to say we're all slaves to the system, white or black. But black yeah. people, we, we get the shorthand of the stick. And like I keep saying, we own less than 1% of all the land in America, yet we're 13% of the land, yet we're the number one consumer. We're on a plantation, bro. <laughs> Literally, we don't own shit. And it sucks because we think about. we throw our lives away too. Black people make up thirteen percent of the population, yet we commit fifty percent of the like about fifty percent of the crime in this country. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to somebody about it, and they're like, "Well, the data is skewed because black communities are uh, are more heavily policed or whatever." And you ha- and she had a, a, a point to a degree. But the number is still the number, right? It, like, whether it's skewed or not, whether less cops were still in the community, that don't mean that we wouldn't have been committing those crimes still. We just wouldn't have been getting caught. And for white people, the argument she tried to make was that, like, uh, like you know, like maybe white people commit the same amount of crime. If they do, and I'm not saying this because I'm, like, trying to advocate for them. I'm just speaking facts. White people, there's more white people in the country. There's... We there's 40 million black people in this country. There's 230 million white people in this country. So clearly, if we were to commit about the same amount of crime, in uh comp- in relation to our population size, that's not a shocker. But are those same pe- are those people who are living in these communities that are that are that are built up and that are that are really really nice and that they got these nice jobs and they they're they're they got their country clubs. They got all this stuff like that. In their free time, are they really committing these crimes? Are they really doing that stuff? So we're throwing our lives away because our favorite rapper is doing it or portraying like he's doing it. Then he's going back to his white neighborhood and throwing his kids in private school. We throw our lives away because we think that that's cool. And the, the, the conflict that I have is that up until a certain point, up until a certain point, you can't blame us. This is all we know. Mm-hmm. But after a certain point, once we have our eyes open, once you gain we knowledge, just choose you to not to because you will be a sellout if you abstain from what black culture is. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, it, it, it's insane. But at some point, we got to 
we got to blame ourselves. And yeah. people don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You're, you'll be 78 years old blaming the white man. Yeah, that's crazy. And people, they don't want the knowledge. And what's crazy, I also like to think about this. The same way I said we can start these not-for-profit organizations to fund our communities. We can start these not-for-profit organizations to fund... Like these schools and shit, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, bro. Like, oh, my goodness, dude, bro. the schools we we get the low end, the lowest of the lows in these school systems. Like, I, I had the ability to, I was blessed with the ability to be able to go to a white elementary school, and I just seen how differently it was run than the black elementary school. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like when I went to the white elementary school, they were teaching us how to play the piano, how to play violins. They had. Like, all these ceremonies and shit. We had the best food, bro. <laughs> the best food. Like, I remember they, they were serving us pizza rolls and shit. Like, Dang, bro. Not, not, not saying that's the best food, but, like, better than what we had. We had yeah. I mean. And when I went to the black elementary school, it was a totally different thing, bro. Totally different ballgame. I don't even remember remember ever dressing up. Like, I remember uh, I went to... And I remember they used to have like us dress up in costumes mm-hmm. for Halloween and shit like that, and walk around the school. They it was just the school culture was heavy there, bro. And I, I it was it was nice to experience that because shoot, if I didn't get to experience that, I don't even know what I would be today. Because I remember um, me being black going to the white school, I was somewhat behind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the yeah. only reason I got to be able to go to that because my mom, she was. Um, cause you know my dad was on drugs and uh-huh. my mom literally had to do everything on her own. Yeah. So I was going to that school somewhere like through the a government program, so I was privileged <laughs> kind of to go yeah. to that school. And they, the white teachers, they um, since I was behind, they would like take me out of class and show me how to write yeah, my name I and mean, how to spell and how to read and it's crazy all man. that kind of shit. I mean, we don't have that kind of shit in the black nah, community, bro. bro. These, like um, I don't know what that school called um. Academy, I don't know these these black schools in the city. They're overpopulated. The teachers they they don't really give a f- nah, bro. They, they, they don't they there. don't get paid enough to care. Yeah, they're not they're not trying to do any extra than they already do. And school culture is literally what you wear and um when you're when you are when you're in a school that has first graders all the way and from eighth graders in one building. It's not it's not gonna be any like order or you um it's not it's gonna it's not gonna be controlled. Of course you're gonna have a lot of fights in that school. Of course yeah. you're gonna nobody's gonna be focused on school. Our high school learning. have four, like fifteen, fourteen, fifteen hundred kids or something like that. I'm like I felt like I saw a fight at lunch like every day or something Dude. like that. I think I think and I'm so glad we got out when we did. I feel like I, I might even heard talks about our school being un, like at risk for being unaccredited. <laughs> At a certain point, I yeah. think I heard something like that. I wouldn't be surprised, bro. Like, yeah, and now they got clear book bags and and like all that stuff like that. I'm like, like they put all these resources into the book bags. The curriculum is probably still the same, if not worse. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, here and here's what here's here's what I have to say about it. It's everybody's fault, and this is what I try to say, right? Like if you. Oh man, and it's so difficult to to get that across because yeah, once again, it sounds like you're a sellout or whatever. But it don't even matter at this point. Like, who cares? It's everybody's fault mm-hmm. for like the the white people who who do have the power 
who are so driven by money that they have used black people and black influencers to basically, as you said, pimp us out. It's their fault because that's horrible. Why would you do that? I mean, you got to be a really horrible person to do that. For the black people who see this money and they just can't get enough, it's one thing if you make it and you got enough money to last yourself, but you have so much money that you could last yourself over lifetimes. That that means you got too much. You don't need all that. No. Yeah, you continue to make this type of music. You continue to do these endorsement deals. It's your fault. The mm-hmm. the the teachers um, who aren't paid enough to to really care. It's the school's fault for not pressing somebody above them to pay them. And for teachers, if you sign up for the job and you're not being an impact in these kids' life is your fault for the kids. The only people who aren't at fault are kids until they get to a certain age. Once yep. they get to high school, a lot of it is their fault as well. Mm-hmm. So it's everybody's fault. And yeah, the one thing the one thing that I learned that I um I forgot who told it to me, but it was probably one of the most valuable things I could have ever learned. And it was about my relationship. No relationship should be 50-50. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. It shouldn't be 50-50, it shouldn't be 75-25, shouldn't be 60-40. A relationship should be 100-100. And that goes for everything. The relationship between a student and a teacher needs to be 100-100. The relationship between white people and black people needs to be 100-100. The relationship between a man and a woman or uh, partners or whatever needs to be 100-100. The relationship between police and the community, it needs to be 100-100. Everybody is so set on blaming other people for their F-ups or their screw-ups or for their lack in a certain area or for their ignorance or whatever the case may be, they are not interested in being a hundred percent of themselves. That's mm-hmm. why the world is in such a bad position. Because yep. everybody is blaming this person, blaming that person. If I hear one more black person say it's the white man's fault, you don't really know what you're saying. You're not talking about the white man Mark Jacobs. You're talking about your freaking neighbor just because yep. he's white. You hate him because he's white. Because his skin color, you're no different than him. Exactly. You're no different than him. That makes you a racist. Mm-hmm. The amount of times that I heard black people can't be racist, please stop saying that. Black people can be racist. Anybody if can. you look up the definition of racism, yes, it says that it is typically um, done if it is against a minority or marginalized people. But it did not say only. In Let's say Jamaica. Let's say Jamaica has a population that has more black people than white people. If a Jamaican person is racist to a white person in Jamaica, what are you going to call that? If they're not the minority in that country, what are you going to call that? That's racism. So I'm like, so everybody is at fault. And the fact that people don't want to give 100% of themselves to produce a better society, they're the cause for it. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. And we will continue to be in this revolving door until people wake up and say, you know what? I will take responsibility for myself because that's the only way I can give 100%. If you are so focused on yourself that you don't really see all the other BS going around, that is how you give 100% of yourself. Yeah, but once dude. people start to display that, you got to get them out of here. Now you can't you can't openly take people out anymore. You got to cancel them. That's like the new version of it, mm-hmm. right? Unless you got, like I said, unless you are one of these rappers or whatnot who can't stay away from freaking Roscoe's. If you're on the internet or you you got a platform, you're talking about this stuff, they will just cancel you because they don't want you to know this. Yep. <laughs> Easy. And I respect that perspective. I mean, I, I respect that perspective because that's a fact, bro. Like, you got people on here who 
people don't have any knowledge of what they're talking about and they yeah. they think their their opinion matters when it really doesn't you haven't even you haven't even done the groundwork to do the research that you need to know to have an opinion on this certain topic bro like you it's haven't even given 100 percent to the research exactly that's so important if you getting on this mug just talking a bunch of stuff just because you saw somebody else do it and they got views and they got money and they got all this stuff. You are once again doing a disservice to your community because all you're thinking about is views and money. You get views, you get money. You don't really care what you say as long as that mug gets views. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, people, man, yeah, YouTube look, taking away this dislike button. I'm tired of seeing videos that are clickbaiting me because I don't know how many dislikes yeah. they got. That's what they be we, doing too, bro. YouTube, you need to, you need to uh, stop that. Bro, like, come and all on, this, um um what what do they call that like where where they're, they're trying to take down videos or like that i don't, I don't know like canceling not canceling but like censoring censorship. censorship yes i think that's what it's called like they're literally trying to block out videos that talk about something censorship yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy and, um another thing i wanted to say people don't know the difference between fact and opinion anymore <laughs> because people don't do their own research they just see what they see and they yeah. just soak that in and say oh okay this is what i believe dude come on man think for yourself come on that's the best name on the planet you hear me <laughs> it comes in handy because it, 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 it resonates with everybody bro. Yeah. everybody needs to think for themselves you don't know yourself no nah, bro and really i don't feel like you know yourself unless you learn how to know yourself and to learn how you and to learn how to know yourself to know who you are you have to do the research yeah you got you 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 have to do the groundwork bro you got to do groundwork with anything straight up and and it it is it is so crazy how like it's weird man the world is so weird like stuff that was a fact 10 years ago is like opinion now Mm -hmm. which is weird like it's so crazy how like the higher ups, if you will, they control the narrative, and then the people, like just like society, they just okay it. Like all the censorship is horrible mm-hmm. because it's done by private companies. <laughs> Think about this: the world is moving into an online space. The world is moving into an online space. That means you can order food online, you can order shoes online, you can order clothes, Everything. you can talk to people Everything online, play games online everything that means in the next five to ten years the world will probably be more digital or at least human interaction will be more digital than it will be physical Mm -hmm. in the online space all the big players they own i guess digital real estate or they own they own like parts of the the digital space in terms of speech like twitter they own the speech aspect of the online space it's a private company so 10 years ago, something that you said on Twitter that was a fact now is an opinion. If you say that, you're going to get banned off of Twitter or censored or canceled, and you're taken off, and there's no way to get back on because it's a private company. Wow. So I'm like, I'm like it's, it's just crazy because that's just another example of how we have just become so desensitized to, to believing that we can be more than ourselves. Mm-hmm. You tell a person that, hey, why are you supporting a private company? And this censorship and banning people because somebody had an opinion that you didn't like. Oh, well, you know, he was a he was a misogynist and he was a sexist or all this stuff like that. I'm like, okay, block him. Why, why can't you just block him? Why can't easy. you unfollow him? And said you want to you want to cancel him, mm-hmm. and you're enabling these companies to do so. Mm-hmm. You're you're turning this off because you don't understand it in 
three years to five years when you say something that they don't like, they're going to take you off with no questions asked. You're going to be like, oh, what happened? And dude, I didn't even think about that, bro. You're right, bro. All of that digital stuff is owned by private companies. There's certain, is there are um, separate sections in, um, I don't know what to call them. Like you said, the speech sector. That that part alone Yeah, like different owned. sectors of the internet. And like, if you don't say it, if if you say the wrong thing and it starts gaining attention, the attention that they don't want because they don't want that kind of information out, they can just bang you that easy. I feel like that's the wrong world. That I feel like the world is heading into a place that you won't be able to say anything without like authorization. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like if this is the land of the free, I should be able to say anything I want to say. Yeah, but like you said, just block me, bro. Exactly, and it's crazy because like, like compliance is 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 such an insane thing with these companies. As as you said, with all these like black uh, artists, like doing endorsements and stuff for these companies complying with them basically so they can keep getting this money you you remember what logan paul did i don't even remember oh wait. with the whole uh china in, in japan yeah, he japan went to the forest and filmed yeah. yeah exactly so this dude logan paul he he did that and he obviously got some heat for it anybody else who would have done that you would have never heard from him again mm-hmm. logan paul he literally probably and I'm not even trying to say this to be rude. I'm just saying, metaphorically, got on his knees and begged these companies to forgive him. Now Logan Paul is once again one of the biggest content creators on the internet. Mm-hmm. He's making so much money. He's in the WWE. He's boxing. He's got a big podcast. Oh, you want to know the he's first selling, thing? He's selling, selling drinks. Yeah, bro. You want to know the first thing he said when Andrew Tate got banned? What? That. He's a bad man. Good. He needs to be banned. All this stuff like that. You want to know why he said that? It's because if Logan Paul comes out and says, you know what? Even if he says something that I don't agree with, I don't think it was a good idea to ban him. They're going to pull the plug from that man immediately. Mm-hmm. Logan Paul can't be seen agreeing with a misogynist uh, or or advocating yeah. for for him not to be banned because he's a misogynist. If he, if he don't comply... They're gonna pull the plug yeah. on him. So yeah, he's who knows? He probably just on a deal under the table. Oh, I, like, I'm not surprised. You know, like shoot, I'll I'll come on here and say anything you want me to say as long as I get my platforms back. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, I'll do whatever. So they probably yeah. told him this is what you need to say on this podcast. They probably got people writers who tell yeah. him what he need to say. And this dude Andrew Tate has doubled down on the podcast he's been on, on his views on stuff. So he's not he's not going back on none of that stuff. Logan Paul can't be seen. Like supporting that man, even if you don't agree with him, because you don't have to agree with him, but you don't gotta uh, uh, agree with the fact that he got banned, because that sets a dangerous precedent going forward. And the people who will not basically stand on their own thoughts and their own merits, they're gonna support this. You're gonna see what Logan Paul said. Oh, that's Logan Paul. He's <laughs> Logan Paul has a big influence, bro. bro oh my the Paul brothers. Oh my god. Anybody anybody watching them, they're gonna be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, bro. <laughs> this, this guy Andrew Tate, he's not a good guy. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna take his word for it. Exactly, bro. Taking fact, not not knowing that that's his opinion and taking that as it's a fact, fact, bact, bro. Straight up. <laughs> they man. don't know the difference between fact and opinion. Anymore. It's a game, bro. Go see for yourself. Go listen to his podcast. Go listen to everything Andrew Tate said and you tell me how you feel about it. Yeah. 
it's a it's it's all a game bro and it's being executed <laughs> at the highest level by the people who run it yep. and then the and people who are the players they they don't want to face that reality that they've been getting pimped yeah. for god knows how long no different than a woman on the street getting pimped out for sex and coming back <laughs> while giving her money to the man and he gives her back how much <laughs> he wants to give her. That's basically what, dude. I, I now don't get me wrong. I'm I'm cool with paying taxes. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they, it is it is. The government literally garnish our wages, and that's another thing. The government garnishes our wages, don't put back into our communities, and we flood the white man. We make the white man richer than they already are, bro. Like, come on now, that's crazy to me, bro. I'm saying so. So is that why you stopped like kind of pursuing rap? Did you? Did you see that side of it and just just didn't want anything to do with yeah, it? Yeah, bro, it's all fake. Life is not what it is. Cause I remember um, you was doing that for a minute, and yeah, then bro, I just, was, you just kind of just stopped. It was rapping for me. It was somewhat of an, an escape mm-hmm. from my own reality, and I was just putting my own pain in the music, really. And I felt like that was the wrong thing to do. Once I learned that music is spiritual, and I'm making you feel what I felt. Mm-hmm. And you, I don't know. And I was having, I don't know. But I'm, I kind of seen it for what it was, especially um, after Nipsey Hussle died. Mm. I started listening to some of his podcasts and shit like that. And the life is not what it seems, bro. They're, they're controlled and manipulated. And in the rap, in the rap thing, all of the billboards and shit, they are con- controlled by the labels, bro. And if you try to stay independent, you won't make it because they won't put you on the billboards. And if you and if you somehow end up on a billboard and become big enough like that, oh, they're gonna blackball you, bro. Bruh. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna make sure you don't end up on these billboards some way or somehow. Cause these labels, they're gonna be like, oh, who is he under? People really sign under labels for protection, bro. That's crazy. For protection, really, just to get their names on these platforms so they can sell their music. Mm-hmm. And that's sad to me. The whole rap game just need to be. Redesigned and just thrown away, <laughs> I, dude. It, it's sad. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It's crazy. It, I, that must be how these like people are popping up now. Cause like, I don't even. I don't even know. I just keep seeing the word munch everywhere, and I'm like, there's no way that that was just done just in somebody's basement or like, something wow. like that. I'm like, there had to be some backing. The song's not even good, bro. I don't even know. I I heard but the song. You, I'm like, I don't even know the lyrics, bro. When you can. But when you make a song and you know the right people and they can get these this song on these platforms and promoted by these certain influencers and oh this song is you or that nigga a munch oh now everybody's saying it like I said I can say I can see her we can see her and talk about all the bad things but like I say man as long as you have your own truth on the inside and know what you believe in that's all that really matters. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and judge the people who just follow behind all these influencers and don't, like, if that's if that's the way you want to live your life, okay. But me personally, I feel like I'm responsible for what I do and the influence I have on people, and I'm going to do my best to influence the people that I know in a good way. You know what I mean? Exactly. And um, I feel like nothing stays the same forever, and it won't forever be like this. And if you look around the world, America is somewhat the best place to be right now. 
Yeah. In my opinion, it's better than North Korea. They can't even <laughs> leave the country if you are a citizen there. Bro, last year I saw people rioting in Chicago talking about how they want communism. They don't even know what they're saying, bro. Like, go there for a day. Brittany Grinder, ask her. <laughs> Brittany Grinder, ask her. And ask her. Bro, she got... And and that, that tripped me up, too, because I'm like... People are so up in arms about that. You got to realize that there are people in this country who are in prison for a very long time because of weed. Mm-hmm. Now, that might have been their third or fourth offense. It's still egregious. That was her first offense. You get nine years in prison for your first offense on weed that in, in such a small quantity here, and they will be in the streets burning stuff down until you get out of prison. Mm-hmm. She's stuck over there. So, even though America has flaws, I feel like our potential to change what is in this country is what makes it great. And I I think that people are so, so blinded and so stuck in their circumstances that they don't acknowledge that with a little hard work. Because it's not easy. You have Mm -hmm. to put in hard work to make the change. But you can't make no change in Russia. Mm -hmm. You can't make change in North Korea. Mm -mm. You can't do that. You can't make change in China. Mm Mm-mm. You can't do that. Can't so I'm make. like, the 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 potential for us to change our culture is there, but it's in our hands, yeah, and we have to it, be the ones start, to put those it feet forward. It starts with me. It starts with you. Exactly. And you, and you doing the groundwork for yourself will better help our people in the end. It exactly. Don't, it don't matter if it's one person, and then that one person turn to two, and that two turn to four, and four turn to eight. You know what I mean? We got to start small to get somewhere. I mean, exactly. Even so, this city here. We don't. Who who are we following, bro? Nobody. There's no Nobody. unity. There's here. no leaders, bro. And then we look outside our city for influence when we can create our own influence to influence other cities. Um, I feel like we need to just figure out ways to create unity and just clean up our own communities, bro. Like I don't know. It's it's getting it's getting bad. And the truth, like I keep saying, the truth doesn't even really even matter no more because you you can't even have these conversations with people anymore because it just doesn't matter no it don't you you at, at the very second that you say something that somebody disagrees with and they start having a panic attack and then they think of every ism in the book that they can call you or or phobic or phobia that they can call you or whatever i'm like those words are used so much, I don't even know what they mean anymore. I don't even know what racism means anymore. Like, I thought racism meant that you view a race and you view it as inferior or you view yourself as superior on the basis of race. People don't even use it in those those languages anymore. I'm like, I saw that notification the other day, a bigot. I'm like, okay, I know what a bigot is, but I don't know what this person means by bigot because it definitely don't mean what i know what it means there's no way because we use it so much all these words have been grouped together i'm like that's the go-to so yeah it's unfortunate you can't even have a conversation with people anymore and disagree or you might even be surprised and agree on some stuff but we can't even get to that point because people are are just so and man, the design of everything is crazy. The more I talk about it, the more amazed I get because it's all by design. People are easily controlled, 
now more than ever because we're in the house all the time we're on phones we're being hypnotized by all this stuff therefore we have no social skills we can't interact with people you want to know what that makes us more that makes us more tribal than ever therefore for this politician they know for certain that they got these people who are going to vote for them because they know these people are not willing to go outside of their comfort zone to go across the aisle to go talk to somebody who they might disagree with they got it. They got it on lock. Yeah, bro. We playing chess, not checkers. Let me ask you this: How do you feel about capitalism? I like capitalism more than socialism, mm-hmm. but I think that my my issue with capitalism is how it's manipulated. So earlier, when I was talking about like Black Lives Matter or whatnot, mm-hmm. that's a capitalistic organization. Yeah. They started off as a movement. They're selling hats, they're selling t-shirts, they're probably selling slippers and, and coffee mugs and, and all this stuff like that. It's yeah. donations. And once they get that money, then now these black people start moving into white neighborhoods. All capitalism is is a game of monopoly. It's mm-hmm. just trying to get as much money as possible. And the reason why I prefer capitalism over socialism is because um, if you put five people in a room, some of them are black some of them are white some of them or one of them is asian one of them is hispanic two of them are women three of them are men guess what if they all got a billion dollars each none of them care about anything that has to do with race or gender or whatever they all care that they got money Mm -hmm. if i give you if if you were to walk outside uh after we get done with this and a white person jumped out of the bushes called you the n-word you probably wouldn't be ha- too happy with that. If I gave you a million dollars after we got done with this and you walked outside and a white person jumped out of a bush and called you the N-word and went back into the bush, you'd be walking down the street. You probably wouldn't <laughs> even hear them because you yeah, got a million dollars. It, it don't even matter. So I'm like, good. so we have been we have been conditioned to, to, to love money so much that we are willing to become the ugliest versions of ourselves. Now, the unfortunate reality is that you kind of need money to function at any capacity in this world exactly so but what i have come to uh terms with is that i'm okay with getting to a certain point where i know that this is enough money yeah right where i'm comfortable with this i don't need to sell my soul to then get more because i just can't help myself just because you're greedy exactly so i'm like that is the part of capitalism that I like. I like the freedom to start a business yeah. and to forge my own path because I also know my limits. Now, yeah. a lot of people do and they just become corrupt or whatever, but socialism is problematic in the fact that the government is so influential on your life that, I mean, once they have the foot in the door, I, I've heard those saying a million times before, when you give somebody an inch, they take a mile and then they won't stop. The government, once they're in your life, they're in it, and there's yeah. no getting them out. Mm-mm. The government is supposed to be a body that just oversees the country. They yeah. intervene when they need Dude, to. They're not even supposed to have like money and shit. They're just supposed to be the government. And they inter- your rights. Exactly. You got freaking Congress people doing trading on the stock market and all this stuff like that. I'm like, you guys are just Everything not good so, people. Everything is so corrupt, bro. Yeah, bro. And I'm like, I'm like, you are supposed to be a body that just oversees what goes on and intervene was when it's necessary. See, let me, That's why I don't like socialism. Let me let me say this about um capitalism. I love it. 
But at the same time, I don't. It's because people get greedy. And what I mean, and when I say people get greedy, people get power hungry and just money hungry. And they forget that the reason that everything is running is because you got those small bus drivers who don't make a lot of money, those small um, fast food workers, they, mm-hmm. those small um, register people who work at the register, bro. They, the small, the people who are holding capitalism up, we don't get appreciated that much, bro. Yeah. I feel like the one, the higher ups, the ones we're holding up, the ones who don't, the ones who are manipulating us, so they can, so that they can stay up. They need to just show a little more appreciation and just give back to the ones who are holding them, just keeping this country afloat. Exactly, because the people are what are, are what keeping this country afloat. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it is a hundred percent, and and it's just. It's just crazy how I don't know. It's crazy how the world works, and it's just unfortunate to see the fact that we're like physically free, mm-hmm. but we're still like yeah. mentally enslaved. And like, and as a black person, it's not disheartening, but it is frustrating when like I'll try to to express that, or I'll see another black person try to express that, and they are scrutinized at every turn because they're not subscribing to like the like the normal black agenda it's like if you divert from that then you're you know whatever they want to call you yeah and it's 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 unfortunate it's crazy has come down to that but it's important to i don't know as i said earlier it's important to give 100 percent. that's how you eliminate all this all this bs that comes with everything you just focus on being the best you and by nature but you're just going to be better for other people Mm -hmm. society as a whole it don't matter what race you are don't matter what gender what gender you are it's just it's just that's just how it needs to be and it don't matter who you are it don't matter literally it don't matter who you are somebody is looking at you and they're looking at you for influence i mean they're looking at you in a influential way like oh i want to be like that person i don't care who you are yeah you need you, you could be a homeless person on the street that's somebody looking at you bro there's a you, rich you, person probably looking at them yeah. and like dang i wish i had that solidarity mm-hmm. with myself i ain't had all these people knocking yeah. at my freaking I door wish that was, i wish i was that free yes there are rich kids who grow up rich that end up wanting to be homeless yeah bro <laughs> that like get away from everything Go in the woods and just be solid, mm. solitary for months. Exactly. So, it's, or it start hitchhiking, just being homeless. I don't know. Shout out to J Cole. His, his song "Love Yours" is one of the best songs I never heard because it's it's so important. Just be grateful for what you have, mm-hmm. and Don't and you will be successful in everything you do. It's yeah. as simple as that. And, and but you gotta. You gotta be willing to let that ego die and to acknowledge that you have flaws, that we as a community, we have flaws, and that regardless of what white people have done historically and what maybe corporate white people are doing now, us as black people, we have to take accountability. We gotta take responsibility for our community and the issues that we got. And I mean, because nobody else is gonna do it, no one else is gonna do it. And, and it's we, as simple as that. And we have more freedom to do it now than ever before. Yeah, so, it's Free not squandered. and think for yourself and give it 100%, man. Hell yeah. But I love you, man. I love you too, Thank bro. you so much for I doing this. It's crazy. This, 
you were the first guest on here. So now the first one where it's being filmed is, I don't know. I just, I can't thank you enough, man. Yeah, man. I, I got I to try to get back on here more, you know. But, you know, life hits everybody in different ways. And we all, you got to put our focus on certain things. But you also got to learn how to manage your time. Time Straight is up. more valuable than anything. You got to learn how to manage it. And it's important to make time to, to do things that really matter. Because, yeah. I mean, like, if you need to take a day off of work, take it. Because, honestly, like, if you had issues, they will replace you in a heartbeat. So Heck just yeah. make just, time for the ones you love. Exactly. So acknowledge what's important, but take accountability please because that's the best way to move forward it's as simple as that but i mean i don't know man one day one day we'll see something happen yeah everything like i say everything is changing i mean <laughs> nothing stays the same forever nope man shout out to shia labeouf uh if it's what did he say he said uh he said everything will be all right in the end and if it's not all right it's not the end that almost made me cry. <laughs> it's all going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end.